0: my cousin was like their favorite person in the world. My little son, he was only one, and
1: he used to just come to my grandma's house and scream cash,
0: you know? My daughter, she, she, my son doesn't even really remember my my cousin. My daughter kind of remembers him, you know? And when people are coming into these houses and the people are killing people on the streets, they're not realizing what they're doing to the family. The police aren't realizing by them not trying to find these people what they're doing to the family. It doesn't make any sense for two weeks for, you know, the homicide to be, you know, hot, hot commodity. And then after that, no one cares anymore. I'm here to tell you that I care, that we are going to care. We're going to all stand together. So when she got around the corner, and he had on a white t-shirt, and she saw that he had been shot once in the neck, and three times in his chest, and she said, I pulled up his shirt to see where the holes was at, and freaked out, and it was all the kids outside, and all the adults outside. That sits in her mind now, every day. It's in her head, you know? Um, And this is what these shooters and these people who murder our children don't understand. I'm Flood the Drummer, and you're listening to Drumming for Justice. It's Sunday, November 25th. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Drumming for Justice. Philadelphia in 2018 will likely match or exceed the number of homicides from the previous year. And that number was 315. Many of the murders this year and last year have gone unsolved, which only exacerbates the pain and grief felt by families in this big and often dangerous city. According to the police commissioner's May 1st testimony to city council, the homicide clearance rate in fiscal year 2017 was only 36%. A Reddit thread on this issue has sprouted up with one user writing two-thirds of homicides, there was no one even arrested, let alone convicted. That writer went on to say, when murderers aren't caught, they commit more murders. Well, there's one man in the city aiming to do something about it, Ikey Raw, who came into the public's view when he founded the Justice for David Jones Coalition, has started a new project, Unsolved Murders with Ike Raw. One of the first stories he featured, a mother named Makia Capers who lost her son Brandon two years ago, has turned a new chapter. The teen who shot Brandon and the driver who assisted him have been caught and are currently behind bars. Aki Raw joins me now to discuss that case and the outrageous violence that's plaguing Philadelphia.
1: Yerp.
0: Yo 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 for people in Philly, for people who are not in Philly who may not know this, is Yerp an exclusively Philly term, or do you think people in San Francisco use it too?
1: Damn, why you had to say San Francisco though?
0: Ah, that was the first place farthest from Philadelphia that came to my mind. <laughs> <What the> f- <laughs> no, I don't think people
1: in San Francisco. Yerp. No. No in
0: Chicago though, right?
1: Maybe. All
0: right. Anyway, welcome back, Ike Raw to the Drumming for Justice podcast where we start the conversation off with a good old hearty, yeah! Yeah! And for those who aren't familiar, I believe it's spelled Y-E-R-T, uh, exclamation point.
1: I thought it was Y-U-R-P. Well,
0: there you go. It's it's regional. It's it may, Maybe in South Philly it's Y-E-R-P and in Frankfurt it's Y-U-R-P. Year, yeah. year, seems like an E. Anyway, Aiki, you <laughs> when you were introduced to the city and the... Uh, uh, to audiences through various media outlets. You were introduced as the founder of the David uh, Justice for David Jones Coalition. And um, I'm going to put you out there just for a moment before we d- dive into the story. I, I remember when I first met you and you jumped in on that uh, cause for David Jones, who was murdered um, by Ryan Panna on June 8th of 2017. And you said, you know, you, you had saw something And you wanted to take action, and you knew that no one else was going to take action around it. And by definition, that's that context that you described is that of an activist or that of a a community organizer, someone that activates issues or activates communities or mobilizes them. And at the time, you know, you were you were just about that. You were shunning off the title activist, shunning off responsibility. But I think I said it to you, you know, at that time and 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 throughout the times we were on the air that this wasn't going to be your only project. You were going to go on and do other things that people had expectations of you, even though you may not have been ready to meet them. And now it seems uh, that there are more and more people having expectations of you because of your newest project, um, in addition to the Justice for David Jones Coalition, which is Unsolved Murders with Ike Raw. And that's something that you started soon after you and I left the radio station uh, where we were participating in uh, a violence collaborative. What what was the, the genesis um, outside of maybe some of the influence that the radio project had on you? Why did you start this project?
1: Well, um, basically it's because, like, a couple of years ago, um, I had, a, like, a friend of mine. Oh, wait a minute. And let me, Mur- let me
0: before, before we even go there, do you accept the title activist now?
1: No, I, I, I can accept it, but I won't call myself an activist.
0: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. That's progress.
1: Uh, yeah. You keep trying to put it more. on. <laughs> yeah, but see, when I say accept it, it's not like I accept it and embrace it. I just let people say it. You understand? I'm not okay. going to debate people no more. I'm not going to say don't call me that. Understand what I'm saying? That's what I mean by that. But, see, the thing was, like a couple years ago, I had a friend of mine was murdered. Uh, you know, a couple of other people that I knew got killed in the streets and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, I was saying to myself, it was like around 2014, I was saying to myself, like, you know what I mean? What's going on out here? Like, why is so many people killing other people, and mm-hmm. it seems like these murders are not getting solved. It seems like when I still talk to you know some of my friends' moms or you know my relatives or whoever, it's like, where's the killer? You yeah. know, we still closure. Understand what I'm saying? So yeah. in the midst of us, you know, doing what we was doing, like I said, we had a you know opportunity to meet moms bonded by grief, which is the support group uh, that we go to uh, sometimes on Tuesdays at the Dixon House. Right. They
0: meet every every Tuesday at six in South Philadelphia, right off of uh Nineteenth and 20th. Mifflin.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, I remember the first meeting that we went to, and we were there, and I remember, it was so emotional, it was so, it was so, I've never been through, I know you've never been through nothing mm-mm, like that, mm-mm. it was just like looking at all the all the moms there, some mothers, you know, had, you know, uh, you know, the um, the I, Just to paint
0: a picture for the audience, Ike and I... We're trying not to look at each other
1: because we was both tearing up. <laughs> <You> know, <we> <laughs> was... <laughs> and was, he was like, yeah, I'm like, man, I don't know. I kept chopping my head down. not looking at <laughs> it, like, it. It got real crazy. And I'm like, damn, like, I, I just felt like, just like you said, to open this up, it's like I felt like I had to do something. I'm like, like, we got to do something. Like, flood, we got to start doing something. We got to start bringing more moms on the radio. We got to start, like, highlighting their stories, letting people know, like, these people out here killing their kids. And they come in here every Tuesday. And it's like, there are other mothers who know what they've been through, but it's like, who else really cares? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is house with us on Tuesdays, who can hear their pain? I understand what they're going through. So mm-hmm. we have those platforms, radio, social media, whatever. I always believe that's that's what you're supposed to use it for. Yeah, and that's what I'm all about. So uh, a couple of years ago, like I said before, I was on you know another radio station, um, not the one me and you was on, but I was trying to explain to them you know this is what I want to do. Let's talk about unsolved murders. You know, people who are looking for, you know, the killers of their loved ones, people who've been homeless and probably possibly now back on their feet or whatever. Let's highlight like that. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. It was just like, you no, know, I wrong, like you you crazy. People don't want to hear that. People don't want to talk about that. Like I'm like, you know, well, you know, it is what it is. I can do both. Yeah, you, know, you understand what I'm saying? If y'all if y'all want to do the rap thing and you know, I can do whatever. But at the end of the day, that's my passion. So when I started doing it, the first episode that I did was I wanted to do uh, Makia Capers. Her son, Brandon Baylor, was murdered on November 14th, 2016, on the 1900 block of 25th Street. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was one of the, I believe she was the first, I think she was the first. She guest was to, one of the first that we brought onto the air. Right, right. She was one of the one of the first guests that we had on the air as far as you know, her son was murdered. And she was real passionate about getting justice for her son, not, you know, going for no, just bullshit answers from anybody. <clears throat> mm-hmm. To talk to the DA, she wanted to talk to the detective. She wanted to ask them why weren't they looking for her son's killer and why weren't they finding her son's killer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a parent like that—that's someone you can get behind, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. answers as well. And just you know, just like I tell everybody all the time, you remember Flood when she was on the radio? Like she was texting, she was saying, "Look, this is you know such and such. I have this information. It was a lot that she was getting, hearing from people saying stuff. And I'm like, yo, she really wants to find out who killed her son." Mm-hmm. Even, mm-hmm. even when we left the radio, even after that, I mean, we, uh, we, we still were in contact with her, still in contact with other mothers who still want justice and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, you know, this is the first story that I want to do with Unsolved Murders in Philly with Ike Raw because it was suspects in her son's case. You had two suspects that they had uh, video footage of entering into these uh, apartment complex and, you know, murdering her son. The mm-hmm. murder on video, but you see the guys coming Then, then you see them running from the scene after they approach their son. So that was the first one that I wanted to do, highlight it, because just like David Jones, if it's a video, if you have a video of a cop shooting a man in the back, you cannot say that this cop didn't do anything wrong. You have the video evidence, what's the problem? And it's right. you know, my same passion again. So, you know, once we highlighted, you know, that episode, you know, some other mothers, you know, that I've been working with, you know, I explained to them as well, we're going to highlight their episodes as well, and you know, fortunately, due to Makia Capers' persistency, her, fam- her family's persistency, you know, hounding the detectives, hounding the DA, everybody they could talk to, the two killers and her son's case were caught. Mm-hmm. The driver was caught Wednesday, November the 20- 23rd, 22nd? 21st. The, the 21st was Wednesday. That's when the driver was Right. And then the Friday morning, the shooter, who's 18 years old now, he was 16 years old when he murdered her son. He's 18 years old now. And they're mm. in custody right now. They're both in custody right now because of wow. what Because, and Flood, you know, you met her, you see her passion. anytime. you know, if I say, Makia, I'm doing something, she shows up. She say, I want to help you, I want to support you. Because it's not about her. And just to let a lot of mothers and a lot of people know as well, she say, I She tell me all the time, she says, it's not about just me. She's like, I have mothers. I know mothers who still want closure for their parents. I'm not just stopping because, you know, they found out who killed my son's kid, you know, who's killed my son. I still want to help other mothers. She still wants to have plans. Where she wants to do stuff on the billboards like her son. You know, put your son on a billboard, have people get, you know, information about who killed your son, who murdered your daughter, whatever. But her passion, Makia Caper's passion for her son and getting justice and her family and everybody who was involved is truly amazing, man. I, you know, I commend her for everything that she did, like, you know, man, at the end of the day. So
0: you called me soon after uh, on Wednesday that you you found out uh, that these killers were 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 brought to justice or or should I say caught and will be bought to justice, hopefully. Um, what was going through your mind when you got that first phone call? I know you said you were in the barber chair. How'd you contain your excitement? What'd you do?
1: Man, I started tears came to my eyes because when she called first, she was like, Ike, she was like, and you know, but kid, she got the little voice for so like she kinda like quiet yeah. like what was wrong with like speech yeah. impediment. And I was like, it was sound like she was crying, but this time she was crying. And I was like, What's wrong? She was like, She's like, they caught him. I'm like, what? I said, what you say? She like they called him. She like they called him. She like they got both. you got like the shooter and the driver. I was like, I was like, you know me, I don't be like. is you serious? Got no people don't jump. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> and I just remember like tears just start coming down. I'm like I told my barber, He's like yo, what's wrong. I'm like man, you got hurry up. I said I got to call her back, and I told her. I was like, yo, I'm a barber chairman. I'm gonna call you right back in two minutes. She's mm. like, all right. I just wanted to call you. I had to call you. Let you know. I'm like, all right. I called her back. We talked for like two hours. Mm. It was crazy, man. It was just like, she, because she was like people, She like a lot of mothers think that people don't care. And she was like, when people like us come around. It's like, well, oh, these dudes really want to help you out. You know, because some people try to use, it's sad because some people try to use stuff like this to benefit their own organizations, benefit mm-hmm. their own, try to get fame. And like, this is real sad what people do, man. So just to hear her, you know, the happiness and her voice, just like, you know what I mean? Like finally, like even, you know, because the two-year, it was, it's been two years since the summer's murder on the 14th of november just last week and you wow. know, just, I mean, a lot of people don't know now in philadelphia is that if you're murder you know after two years the city of philadelphia considers a murder you know a cold case now after cold two case, years. yeah it's not solved. so that's and you know just to mention like that hasn't always been the case no, exactly.
0: um, most recently they they let go of the chief of homicide they moved him to another unit it, uh actually um I'd take the bike trails with him in the morning. He's out there jogging. But they they got rid of him because they said that he wasn't clearing enough homicides. Um, and then they, they bought on Captain Ryan, I believe. And mm-hmm. Captain Ryan announced that, you know, after two years in the city, you know, if your case isn't solved after two years, uh, it's it's a it's a cold case. And I believe my own cynical, you know, cynic view of it, I believe they did that so that they can clear more cases off the docket so that it doesn't seem as if there's <laughs> as many co- open cases. They can say, well, listen, you know, we used to have it from five years or six years or indefinite. Now we're going to make it two years. So after two years, we can close it and we can move stuff off the docket. So from a percentage wise, it looks as if there's not as many open cases.
1: And, and plus, you see exactly just like we see it. I mean, we know, we're not dummies. I mean, we see what's going on. It's all about numbers, man. Mm-hmm. It's all, they look and they say, wow, well, look at Philadelphia. They're not clearing homicides. They say, wait a minute. How can we fix this? Well, after two years, let's just say it's a cold case. So that way it's not really an open case. So you can't say that we're not clearing these homicides. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's just it's just tricks and tricks and games that they play with the numbers, man. And you have mothers, you have fathers, you have brothers and sisters who want closure. I mean, you have some of these killers fled who still walk the streets. You have some of these mothers who are here where. They know who killed their loved one, and the killer will ride past their house, wave to them. You know what? Yeah, like it's crazy, man. Like these are the stories that I hear, and this is why I go so hard because it's like it's, it's, it's messed up. What's going on, man? Like it's messed up. If a cop kills somebody, you see what happened? Mm-hmm. They, like, everybody, yeah, let's rally Black Lives Matter. let like when these mothers are saying that their children are dying, these people know what's going on in these cities: South Philly, West Philly, North Philly. It's not that big. We know who doing these crimes, but there's yeah. no. The new snitching thing is fucking up the communities and a lot of people don't really understand what the fuck snitching is. You're not a snitch if you know who killed a child and you tell the authorities who killed that child you're not a snitch. You're doing the mm-hmm. right fucking thing. If you plan to murder with someone and you tell on that person you're a fucking snitch. It's At the end of the day, that's how it goes. If you selling a drugs with somebody, y'all get locked up. You tell on that person you're a snitch. You're a fucking snitch. mm so people gotta understand the difference, man. You gotta understand the difference. Just because you well, you, wanna,
0: you bring up a good point. I think I think it is time to redefine snitch and what it means to be a snitch. And I think you know the perception of a snitch is based on the the observer's view of loyalty, right? If you if you believe you're supposed to be loyal to me and and, and our gang or our affiliation rather than the community at large, and you share information that. Will benefit the community, but will be detrimental to our underground operation. That makes you a snitch, right? But if if anything, I I see it the other way around. If you are arbitrarily ratting people out just on some random shit, just like oh yeah, you know that dude, you know he's sleeping with blah 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 blah, or, you, or you're a gossip. That's a different thing. But if you're a part of a community, right, and you're not you're not participating in the bad activity, but you're a part of the community and you find out something that happened, you have a loyalty to that community, not to the corner boys, not to the trap boys. Even if you may have some fear, your loyalty should be to the community and to your family. That's a part of the community. Because if you allow that type of injustice to go unchecked and unmitigated, what says that it won't meet you on your front door? Exactly. And then people will snitch when it happens to you.
1: I get it all the time, Flea. I get, you, And you see what's going on. You see the, the murder rate in Philadelphia is astronomical. It's crazy. It can happen to anybody. It could be me or you today. Like, we mm-hmm. never know. And mm-hmm. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to stress this to a lot of people. I understand. When y'all see me posting stuff about these children that are murdered, I've spoken to all these parents. They give me the green light to help them seek justice for their families. This is not something I'm doing to promote myself. I can easily just Google somebody who got murdered in North Philly, West Philly, Post a picture and they act like I'm so concerned. That's not what I'm about. I want to know your family. I want to see this out. I want to go to court with y'all. I want to make sure the killer get what they're supposed to get. Like, this is real serious to me. This is not no joke to me. Like, I'm saying this is not a game. So mm-hmm. I just want to say this to everybody in the city, not only in Philly, but anywhere. Don't wait until it's your loved one. You know who's killing these kids. You got 15-year-olds, 14-year-olds, 16-year-olds. They dying. Grown people are dying. It doesn't matter, man. We have to stop this altogether as a community, man. Everybody always say it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to raise everyone. Adults, mm-hmm. we, still, we still need help, too, as adults. There's some adults out here that's fucked up doing stupid shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know
0: what I'm
1: saying? Mm-hmm. Like, man, so when, I, when y'all see me passionate about it, I don't give a fuck. People can call me disrespectful. You can call me ignorant. You can call me whatever. One thing you won't call me is a fucking liar because I'm mm-hmm. not lying.
0: Mm-hmm. Philly is, is set to match or exceed the murder rate um, from 2017, which I think we we peaked 300 murders last year, and um, it looks as if we're going to to do that again. Uh, I wrote a, a piece on um, Philly.com a couple of weeks ago uh, where the mayor ha- went to South Philly, where a lot of these shootings occur, particularly among young people, and challenged them to create uh, an economic plan to solve the violence. and And that was relatively a new strategy for the city because... You know, over the years, we've tried a very much law enforcement approach to policing. We tried stop and frisk and and that didn't work. We tried focus deterrence um and corralling the the gang members uh, and, and and together and providing them social services. That reduced violence in the neighborhood, but it had no effect on gang violence. We've we tried you know arresting ourselves out of this situation and that resulted in Philadelphia being the most incarcerated city of the top ten u s cities. So it seems like now, The only option left, one of the only options left, is to figure out how do we create economic opportunities for people to participate in a legitimate economy? And I'm wondering, you know, that seems to be the the mainstream uh, thought. But do you think that just creating economic opportunities for people to to move themselves out of poverty, to move away from selling drugs and and get a a steady nine to five, do you think that will have a significant impact on violence or... From what you're learning and in, 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 in your reporting, is it's it is so much of a deeper, deeper problem that it has to be equally cultural and equally economic?
1: Let me break it down, Flood. Let's get real with it. <laughs> yes, that will help. That will help, absolutely, because you have some you have some people who are in the streets for all the wrong reasons. You have some people in the streets and they don't need to be in the streets. A lot of these young men, like we were on the radio one day, right? And you had somebody calling and say, Yeah, we went around, we gave the young men our job applications, right? And, and shout out to Anton Moore, you know the, the community. He called in, and what did he say right after that? Did you stand there with those young men and make sure they filled them out? Do you even mm. know how to fill out a job application? You understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? See, that's the problem with a lot of people just think, oh, we can just show up in the corner and offer them jobs. And Do you know, are they equipped to get the job? Are they going to dress properly for the job? Are mm-hmm. you going to see it out? You understand what I'm saying? I'm tired of all these fake phone people keep talking about, Oh, let's go give them jobs. Let's have a job seminar. Are you going to see it out? Are you going to make sure they go to the job interview? Are you going to make sure they dress, dress properly? Are you going to make sure they have a resume? You mm. understand what I'm saying? We got to stop just saying, oh, let's just give them jobs. People, were, Oh, yeah, I just got a $500,000 grant to bring more jobs. So where the fuck is the money at? Like, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. come on with the dumb shit. Everybody want to do stupid shit for pictures and make it look nice. Let's get down to the root. Parents, mothers, and fathers, we have to start doing our fucking job as parents, man. Mm -hmm. We know what our children are doing. I keep saying this, keeps sounding redundant. I keep saying the same shit. I was that same kid. My mom did drugs. My dad wasn't in my life. So Mm. I. I knew I could go outside and do whatever the fuck I wanted because my mom nine times out of ten wasn't going to be home. So who the fuck was going to chastise me? Mm -hmm. Right? There's Mm -hmm. a lot of parents in that situation. They know their sons and daughters are selling drugs or whatever, but they get high so they'll take a little money from their sons and daughters and be cool with it because it's cool. You can bring a gun to my house. It's cool because you're the man of the house. I don't have a man in the house. Your father's not here. I don't have a man. So you or 16, 15, 14, 13, whatever, you're bringing in enough money to provide for me. And it's fucked up, flood. It's fucked up. That's part of the problem right there. A lot of these men, y'all piece of shit fucking men, a lot of y'all see y'all sons walking around in the city. Y'all know what the fuck y'all sons doing. Get y'all sons, man. Don't come to the gymnasium now you want to cry. You want to come to the funeral, you want to cry. You want to have a fucking bowl, a candlelight, a balloon release, you want to cry. Save your kids now, man. Y'all know what y'all kids doing. Y'all see them on social media doing stupid shit. It's not funny. All this weird star, everybody with world star. that's how this shit start man but so all this jobs i'm tired of people keep talking about give them jobs give them fuck to give them jobs we need to give them more than fucking jobs give them knowledge man give them education be real with them man mm. this shit crazy man shout out look i went to i went to an event yesterday a uh, young lady uh tahira ali uh i mean tahira fortune she lost her son samir he was murdered in her house they shot her son in her home Flood mm. killed him And it, this is, a, this is a teenage boy in his own home. Killed yeah. her son. And, and this is one of the stories I'm about to do next. Samara Fortune. He was murdered in his home. The rest of the day was a pastor at the event, uh, Pastor Dicey. She spoke. She said her son. Her son was murdered. Flea, real quick, let me give you the story. Mm-hmm. Her son was doing shit in the street. She said her son came to, you know, somebody came to her one day and say, um, your son pulled out a gun and robbed my son. Made him strip and all that. Took his clothes. Huh? She said, I took my son to the police department. He did five years. Mm-hmm. right? She said, her son, come home. He get killed. The bull killed his son. I got to pray for him. She said, she go to the bull family. Look, I'm praying for your son, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. She, they know who did it. Understand I'm saying? But for whatever reason, uh-huh, he ain't get caught. Hey, it is what it is. He ended up robbing somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Robbing some man. She said she was going around putting up pictures of her son when he was in the morgue. She said, for some reason, the pictures kept coming down. They wasn't on the ground. It wasn't in the trash. She's like, Where the pictures at? The dude who killed her son was going around taking the pictures down off the poles. Had all these pictures in his back seat. And When he robbed this man, he showed the man the pictures of her son and said, I'm going to do the same thing to you what I did to him. Mm. <laughs> she says She ended up saying this young man, she used to go to his court and everything. She said she's following, go to his court with her son's picture on, right? Mm-hmm. Go to his court for the robbery. The DA was like, Did he kill your son? She said, yeah, but you know, the evidence, she said, okay, well, you know, we can't talk. Make a long story short. She ends up saying the young man again. She said he was all high, you know, look, he's like, Abens Dicey, you know, um, you know, I'm trying to get my life together. She like, look, um, God is telling me to, you know, to tell you to get yourself together. He said, I know you're only talking to me because God telling you. He's like, I know that. She's like, I know, get yourself together. Mm. Two days later, she said, two days later, he was dead. Mm. She say the thing what she telling people is she don't have to get. She said, yeah, she used to be in a gang and all that shit. Like she was talking real. Mm-hmm. She said, I kept saying to myself, go get him. Go get him, Dice. You go get him. People was coming to her from back in the day, gang people. Yo, You want me to go get him? No, don't go get him. She said, I just want to let people know. I know people who could come get you, but I know a man. And mm-hmm. his name is God. She said, he will make sure that whatever you're supposed to get, you're going to get. Mm-hmm. If you're not supposed to get it, you're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. He said, that man got shot. He got shot after, his, after he killed the son. She went to his family. She said, they was crying. She was crying. And they couldn't understand, why the fuck is you here? Right. You know what my son did to your son? Why the fuck is you here? She said, listen, I have to forgive your son. My son is not here. Me taking your son away from you is not going to make that better for either one of us. hmm shit, and that's where it go to. A lot of this shit is domino effect. We know who did it, so instead of letting authorities know and get this killer off the street, you want to go take care of it, of it yourself. Look down South Philly. We you know what's going on. Look down North Philly. Come on, man. One, You you have a shooting on 16th Street. Next day, you're going to have a shooting on 18th Street. One day, you have a shooting on 20th Street. Next day, you're going to have a shooting on 23rd Street. It's the code on, of man. the street. Exactly. And I tell people, like, you know, uh,
0: you know, one of the responses, someone on social media, uh, was saying, you know, economics isn't the answer because people, people in the um, in a legitimate economy, you know, if it's a turf war, businesses compete against each other all the time to try to take away market share. I said, but yeah, I said, that's, that's, that's business. I said, and if one of those businesses do something illegal and untoward and they steal, those people participating in a legitimate economy have the option to call the police. But when you are working in the underground economy, you have to abide by the code of the streets. You can't be a drug dealer and call the cops and say, yo, these drug dealers stole my drugs. You have to handle it another way. Exactly. They don't have as many options as conflict resolu- to conflict resolution that will keep them employed as those have in the legitimate economy. So there's a lot of things that are very nuanced as it talks about, you know, as it relates to this violence issue. Um, and that's why I tell people, there really is no wrong answer it's not that it's not jobs it's not that it's not you know school it's that it's that plus 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 it's about jobs it's about what you said about family right it's about having a strong family support system that where you know your parents won't tolerate that bullshit they won't let you hide drug money in the crib because you're paying their phone bill they're going to say no that's unacceptable
1: Exactly. And that's what we have to start getting back to. Yes, jobs play an important issue. I'm not saying jobs won't help. Yes, jobs will help, but it's more than just jobs. And that's where you get a lot of these community activists, a lot of politicians. That's the first thing they'll say. Well, I'm going to bring more jobs. I'm going to make... Okay, bringing jobs as well. A lot of these people are educated enough to fucking work. Mm-hmm. A lot of people dropped out of high school. You understand what I'm saying? So what the fuck is a job going to do? First, we have to educate ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to be educated enough to get the job. I don't give a fuck if it's even at McDonald's. If you if you're not that smart, McDonald's not gonna hire you. Yeah, now you know. I wonder in in and
0: and your travels and reporting on these. Um, you're 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 sort of a journalist now <laughs> too. <laughs> Please don't do that.
1: I've been a journalist for twenty years. You even... I don't
0: want to keep I
1: don't want to be an activist. I don't want to be a journalist. I just want to be Iggy like, Raw. That's what I want to be, man. The
0: in your travels and doing this reporting, have you found that the majority of the young folks that were killed when you're talking to their parents, were they innocent bystanders or were they involved in the type of risky behavior in the streets that ultimately led to their death?
1: Yeah, both. I mean, you know, and I'm going to say this. I'm glad you asked that question, Flood, because I talk to plenty of mothers, and You know, they'll tell you. I tell them all the time. I don't want to hear this shit about your son wasn't an angel. Your son wasn't no saint. I don't give a fuck. That's your child. You understand what I mean? If they wasn't out here killing people, I'm being real with you. Mm-hmm. When you are in the streets, when you are in the streets, you are killing somebody. You get what you, I you know, mean, you get what you, you get what you give. Mm-hmm. This club is going to come back. Mm-hmm. If, you, if your kids out here selling drugs, they selling drugs. They ain't out here killing nobody. The drug dealers will tell you. I'm trying to get my fucking money. I'm not trying to kill nobody. When y'all start killing people, you're bringing the heat on me. Mm-hmm. Now I can't get my fucking money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you have a lot of mothers, they'll think they, their child are bad people because they smoke weed. I smoke weed. That'll make your child a bad person because they smoke weed. If they're not going to school and doing all that shit, that's your job as a parent to correct that. Mm-hmm. Don't just give up. And say, well, oh, they start smoking weed while, well, you know, it was, it was done after that. No, you're still a fucking parent. Do your job as a parent. So, when I talk to some of the mothers, some of them, they'll tell me, "I look, I'm going to be real with you. You know, man. I'll send, my son was out here hustling, doing what he you know, mm. you know, was doing. But at the end of the day, that's my baby. Mm-hmm. He didn't deserve it. Nobody deserved to take his life because he didn't take someone's life. And I have a lot of mothers that tell me that as well. Do yeah, any of these was, parents blame themselves? Well, I, I had one mother. I really honestly had one mother who really... Definitely blamed herself. She just felt as though, I mean, she, I could not even really talk to her. And, and that's one of the stories that I was going to do, but she kind of like changed her mind. I'm, I'm still trying to work with her. Okay. But she, she felt as though she, she, so her situation is this. She, she knew, she, she, she was honest. She knew what her son was doing. She knew the people she was hanging with and everything like that. The reason she don't want me to do her son's story is because she felt as though those people are going to come at her. And this, this is the other side of it. She, mm. she knows who did it. She know who did it. Oh, she knows who did it. She knows she have an idea. She have an idea. But you know what? Once people start talking, then they'll put, you know, the dots, they'll start connecting the dots. And that's what she's afraid of. And you have a lot of people who are afraid to tell the stories because they want closure, but they don't want people to do something to them because they're like, if you killed my child, motherfucker, you'll kill me too. Mm. I don't really want to say who did it or I know somebody who's around. You have a lot of mothers like that, but trust me, mothers, fathers, I'm the man that's going to let them know who the fuck did it. I don't give a fuck. You want to tell the story? We're going to tell the story. So it's it's time for change. It's time for parents to stop being scared. Step the fuck up. These killers are comfortable with killing because nobody's saying nothing. They know, oh yeah, you know such and such. He's been out for three, four, five, six years. He killed such and such 10 years ago. They ain't catch him yet. You can kill a motherfucker too. Mm-hmm.
0: It's fucked up. Mm-hmm. So you bring up an interesting point though about, about the fear factor in this. Uh, does that go through your mind when you're reporting on some of this like, yo, I mean... Uh, uh, man, I'm putting I'm putting this out there. Maybe this will bring heat on myself. Or do you find that people in the community, people from the street, they they appreciate what you're trying to do, or is it a mixed reaction? What's What's been the reaction to the project?
1: Now, I'm gonna go back to what I said earlier. Like everybody know my situation. I ain't gonna go back into my life and everything like that. I've been incarcerated with dudes who've had murders. I know mm. niggas who come home off of murders. I have family members who've home off of murders. Now I have family members who are in jail for murders. Mm. That's- You see the key word I'm saying? Murders. Mm -hmm. I have family members in the game getting money selling drugs. I've had family members in the game getting money selling drugs. You know what they're telling me? I love what you're doing. That's good what you're doing, man. They got to stop killing people, man. Drug dealers. I Raw, telling y'all, get your fucking money. Y'all selling drugs. Listen, the law catch up with y'all when they catch up with y'all. That ain't my fucking business. Mm -hmm. When you pick up a gun to kill somebody, that's when you got to worry about I Raw. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about nothing else but the killing. Once the killing stops, Y'all stop killing motherfuckers. You ain't got to worry about me. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And that's what it is. So I'm not fearful for any fucking body. I was in the streets before, so when you wake up in the morning, I used to put the gun on my hip too, put the gun on my waist, put the gun on my pocket too, but that's not my life no more. So mm-hmm. if, if something happened to, happen to me, for what I'm doing now, then it is what it is. I don't, I mean, when I wake up every day, I do what I So we had a
0: little uh, disconnect there, but you're back, Akira. Yeah, I'm back, I'm back. So you were saying you don't really care if, if, if people target you?
1: No, basically what I'm saying is this. Like, I was the guy, you know, I used to put the gun on my hip, put the gun on my waist, put the gun in my pocket to go in the streets and possibly have to defend myself from somebody trying to do something to me because that's the life I was living. Mm. So if I could do that, I have no issue with helping mothers and fathers get justice for their child. If someone does something to me, from what I'm doing now, just like when I used to protest for David Jones or protest for anybody else, like I said before, then if, that's, if something happens to me, then it was written. That's what mm-hmm. it is. I don't, I don't live my life thinking, damn. Even though, like I tell my family, everybody all the time, yeah, shit happens. People die, they do, but I always believe in my God, and I believe that you mean know, law makes no mistakes. So if something happened to me from doing this. Mm-hmm. This is what I was destined to do, Flood. This is what I was destined to do. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying they take me out. They take me out. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know what? There's two killers off the streets. the two killers that killed Brandon off the streets. Ryan Powell now is about to go to trial for killing David Jones. So I mean, it is what it is, man.
0: So I mean, it's interesting that you brought that up because I was waiting for you to go there. I mean, let's let's put this in context. Right, you you began your work in the public about a, a year and a half ago, June of 2018, uh, 2017. Since then, you've participated in, in two movements, um, both which are still active today, and both have seen. And the t- uh, results, your Justice for David Jones coalition has has assisted in uh the killer of David Jones, Ryan Powell, now being uh fired from the police department and indicted in on first degree murder charges, which were downgraded to third degree, and then heading to trial. And your unsolved murders with ike Raw has assisted in one of the first stories you've told both on the air and 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 um, independently. Makia Capers, or her son, being brought to justice. I mean, what does that what does that mean to you? And is it I assume
1: that that's motivation to just keep going. Yeah, and, and that's why I said I'm glad you opened up uh, the podcast, what you said, because a lot of people don't know. I used to fight you every day. You should always say that oh, you're going to do something else. You're going. I'm like, man, no. I said, look, cop going to get fired. He, and I should always say this. I used to say he's going to get fired. They're going to charge him, and then he's going to go to jail. I'm like, I ain't, ain't nothing else going to happen. I said, after this, ain't no cop going to kill him. But you should be like, no, nah, you're going to find something. It's gonna, like something you're going to do, something. And I was like, I always had this in the back of my mind. You know, but once it started happening, you know, people reaching out because they see what he was doing. They're like, mm-hmm. man, if he voiceovers like that, if he's saying that, man, he care about a lot of shit. And they see shit I post on social media, but fuck social media. Like, I don't give a fuck about social media. Ninety percent of that shit is for entertainment. So mm-hmm. if, any, if any motherfuckers want to go look on my page on social media and be like, oh, he's an asshole. Fuck you. I'm an asshole there. I don't give a fuck. So, you <laughs> mean if you, if, you, if, you don't, if you don't know me in person, I don't give a fuck about you. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I'm out here doing what my heart telling me to do, man. I'm not mm-hmm. out here taking money from nobody. I'm not looking to get a job. I'm not looking to get a position. I'm not looking for shit, but but happiness from mother's like when well, Makia called me Friday and I got that call. That's what I'm in it for. That. Mm-hmm. That's what the fuck I'm in it for. Not mm-hmm. to be on the news. I ain't want no news around. Want no media. Want no newspapers. None of that shit. Right. You saying? Do a press release? No. For what? I don't need to do that. Like it's that's my press. That's the press. She called me. He said I had to call you. That's mm-hmm. what I. That's what I'm in this shit for, man. Mm-hmm. When I talk to Teraz McCleary, Miles Bottomed Grief." When I when I talk to uh, Linda Schellinger, even when I talk to her, mm-hmm. they all mm-hmm. Like I'm saying, they know like, that regardless of what, yeah, you you say shit. You you can be boisterous, you can be obnoxious, you can be disrespectful, you can be whatever. But at the end of the day, they know what's in my heart. Mm. I wonder.
0: You know, you you spoke about you know your life and, and your participate your participation in the street back in the day you know putting on the gun on your hip if you had to go out is any of what you're doing with unsolved murders with Ike Raw is it um is it uh, to atone or to kind of give back to the community that you kind of help um that, that you you played a part in maybe endangering at all? Do you see it like that?
1: Yeah I say that all the time. Okay I, I mean I, I had a long conversation with that and I was telling people like if when you when you destroy your community like on some real shit me, but a lot of people don't know. And I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna just tell you a story real quick. I wasn't the kind of drug dealer where, like, if a chick come up, you pregnant, I'm not selling you no fucking drugs. You feel me? If I if I know you, my mom know you, I, I know I'm not selling you no fucking drugs. Okay. Like, I, was, I was that I was that type of. So team. you had
0: morals even in the game.
1: It's it's listen. Even with even when I started selling the heroin, I was at, I was employed selling heroin. I'm a job, and people listening like, well, I mean, yeah, I'm, so, I'm speaking real shit. And it was a white guy. And he probably gonna listen to this, and he could tell you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. look it was my man like we was real cool but he got strung out on the mm-hmm. heroin he can't i had to talk with the boss the boss is like yo ike man he fucked up on the hammer. Like, i'm about to lay this nigga off like he gotta stuff together we made the boss talk he didn't even know so he came to me after he talked to the boss you know he's about to leave for a week get laid off he fucked up he's like yo you know i get paid you a know, check friday let me get something i'm like no nah, dog look go get yourself together i'm not like, giving you nothing else you gotta he went not told somebody else they come at me this is what they say to me what kind of drug dealer are you? What the fuck are you? you ain't supposed to care about people? I said, What are you talking about? I said, It's my man. I said, I know he's about to get laid off. He got a kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he got to put himself together. But that's just a little brief situation of what and I'm not lying about this shit. This is real shit. Yeah. Like I didn't I don't need the money. I, it's not about the money. Like if I fuck with you, I fuck with you. Yeah. That's your drug of choice, but I'm not gonna judge you. But I know that drug fucking you up and I'm saying, damn, I'ma stop it, I'm gonna stop it. Mm. I don't give a fuck if you smoke crack, you shoot dope, whatever you do, that's your drug. But if I see it's fucking you up and I'm not going to be, you know, the uh, corporate, I'm not going to be the add on to destroy your fucking life. Oh, no. yeah. if I fucks with you, if I don't know you, I'm going to fuck about you. That's you. You want it? I'm going to give it to you. You understand what I mean? Mm. And, and that's what I am. Because I, I got a heart. Like you know what I'm saying.
0: Mm-hmm. How young were you when you got in the game? Eleven. Wow.
1: That's why my hashtag off the porch since 88. Wow. Like, real shit. So, shout out to my old head, Bobby Payne. See, back in the day, Flood, I'm going to get deep on you. My old head, Bobby Payne, right? This back in the day, 89. Franklin Susquehanna, everybody know. I was a lookout. That was my first job. All I had to do was tell the drug dealers when the cops coming. Mm. They used to give me $500 every week. Every Monday, you got paid. $500. I used to work 3D 11 shift. Go mm-hmm. to Wanamakers Junior High School. 11, for Cecil will be more. Then walk down to Franklin Susquehanna. All I got to do is say, five oh when I see a cop, Flood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now what happened was my cousin was working on the corner. He ended up getting robbed one night. And I was out there. Mm-hmm. But I lied. I lied. I told him I was 16. I was only at the time I was 12. He let me work on the corner. But when he found out I was 12, guess what? He brought me to the side the next morning. Yo, this is what he said to me. And that's why I, like, I was around old heads like this. He's like, Look, I found out you're only 12. Your cousin got robbed last night. He pulled the gun out. I don't want nothing to happen to you. I got another job for you. Even though he ain't saying no. you can't be down on the corner. He gave me another job where I started mm. capping up. Like people know what capping up is. I was putting the crack in the caps now, but I'm in the house safe. Okay. But that's a little bit little bit of part of my story. I'm 12 doing this shit, so I know what it is. My mom wasn't around because like I said, my mom's doing what she's doing. My dad ain't he wasn't nowhere around. Mm. Even though he left close to me, like he ain't give a fuck. So that's why I go hard for my kids. I go hard for my daughter, I go hard for my son. Because I know any I know what's going on. You look, you come in my house high. Okay, you high? What's going on? Who you get high with? Mm-hmm. Let's go to his parents. Let's go to his parents or her parents to find out do they know they smoke weed as well? So we gotta talk about it. Mm-hmm. I ain't telling you I oh, don't smoke weed. Don't do this. Let's talk about it. What made you want to smoke it? What's going on? How you feel? You getting up and go to fucking school tomorrow? Absolutely, you are. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, we don't have to lock our kids up and say, "Oh, we give up." All a lot of people say, "Well, you can't beat your kids." Yes, you can. All let the white man take our power. The white man don't take shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whoop your kid's ass. You want to whoop your kid's ass, whoop their fucking ass, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of people giving excuses for why we're not raising our kids and why we're letting our kids kill and be killed. It's fucked up. Mm. You know,
0: you know, you always were, uh, even when we were on the air, you were pushing back against this narrative of where people try to, you know, uh, relinquish um, responsibility, self responsibility around these things and blaming the white man or quote unquote, them and they, and you, you wouldn't let that stand. And I guess, you know, the more I know about your story is because, you know, you kind of know firsthand how some of this shit plays out and you're like, nah, it ain't about the white man. Like you were the one in your community selling the drugs. You were the one bringing it in there and, and doing that. It wasn't no white man putting a gun in your head telling you to do this.
1: Right. When I woke up and I get up in the projects, I walk past a black man, a black woman, a black man, a black. I didn't I never I never walked past no white man in my community selling drugs. I never walked past no white man in my community holding guns. I never seen this white man coming to bring the drugs and the guns in the community. I always seen black motherfuckers wherever they got them from. They come and bring them in and breaking it down and giving them to whoever they give them to. I never seen a white man do this, Flood. Mm-hmm. Never. Never. Now, never. now you would
0: would you would you concede that? You know, because you're you're right. I mean, you know, in terms of seeing a white man doing that, but you would concede, I assume, that there are uh, systems of inequality and structural inequality that kind of exacerbate the need and desperation among people to go to the underground economy. And, and some of that may be fueled by institutional racism, by disadvantaged communities. But I mean, not, not that that's an excuse, but that's just a reality. That's a circumstance. That they're, you know, look at, look past 79, you know, 78, 79 into the crap academic and how that caused these communities that were once middle-class, working-class communities to just be savaged, right? I mean, that was a result of uh, intentional displacement and intentional um, uh, destruction of the community.
1: Right, and I'm glad you said, I, I agree with everything you said, but the key word that you said, it's not an excuse. Right. See, that's the issue. A lot of people want to make an excuse. They keep, want to go back to that. Well, institutional race. Okay, we understand that it. it exists. We understand that. I'm not here to debate anybody. That's a problem. People just want to think I want to debate. I don't want to argue with you. I agree. You said yes. Okay, what are you going to do yeah. about it? I live in a community where majority of the motherfuckers live where I live at. They don't speak no mm. fucking English. They don't speak... no nothing, nothing. They drive Mercedes business. They drive nice cars. They got nice fucking houses. You know what I'm saying? They're not sitting around keep talking about some fucking, oh, man, it's institutional racism. I can't do this. I can't do that. I understand it's fucked up for some people. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you go to every black community, dog. You got people in the hood, in the hood that's living good because what? They're making it yeah. fucking work. You got to make it work. You can't just say, oh, well, fuck, all I had to do was sell drugs. No, a lot of people... You don't just have to sell drugs, man. You got a lot of drug dealers who got college degrees. They graduated high school. Mm-hmm. they smart. Them are the ones that mm-hmm. succeed in the drug life. You got the dumb motherfuckers who dropped out of high school. They don't know shit. They want to get out of here and get a pack. Next thing they know, they're fucking somebody money up. So now they got to get a gun and defend themselves. They got to kill the person they just got the drugs from. Now they're going to jail. You kill somebody else, and then you fucking lives up. That's what I'm saying, bro. Is, is you? We, we really got to be serious about this shit. I understand all yeah. that. But well, stop making excuses and just move on. We, we grow. Yeah, I mean, because I,
0: I thought I've told people about this with my own personal story. You know, I didn't grow up in the drug game or anything like that. But I grew up in the hood, single parent household, you know, went to public school, um, high school diploma. And I decided, you know, later on in life in my early 20s, after, you know, being in corporate America at 18, I decided, look, I want to do journalism. And, and 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 to do it in a market like Philadelphia, which is the fourth largest media market which is dominated by white people. I didn't make any excuses that I was a high school graduate with no journalism training. I said, this is what I want to do. I'm not gonna allow anybody to hold me back because of my education or because of my skin color. Yeah, I face challenges, but I use those challenges to strengthen me and to motivate me and to do things.
1: Exactly, and and that's the thing. A lot of people are not motivated. Fleur, because you want to know why? Why would I be motivated, right? If I'm living in a home and my mom on Section 8, i mm. I'm saying she ain't really got to pay a lot for rent, my dad ain't around, or if he is around, he ain't really giving a fuck. He know he's just paying child support, so he's just giving her the $60 on child support. He's not spending no extra money. He going in and out doing what he want to do. This all I see is a child. So where the fuck, who's motivating me to be something more in life? I'm saying I'm saying? I'm not saying every household is like that. But you got the majority that are. A lot of parents are stuck in these situations. They're making their kids go to school, act crazy. they get the SSI mm-hmm. checks. They got TSS workers, all this shit. It's fucking the communities up because the money is there. It's so quick to say, look, to say, it's something wrong with your child. We're going to give you $600, $800 a month. That's going to pay your rent. That's going to do that. And people living on that shit is fucked up. I'm not saying everybody, but some of us, y'all know what I'm talking about. Come mm-hmm. on, y'all.
0: But, you know, like you said, you know, it's a full circle. It's, 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 a, it's about poverty. It's about guns. Guns are way too easy to access. Uh, you can get a gun easier than you can get a loan in some communities, right? Um, and that's something yeah. that the police commissioner said. He acknowledge the, gun- the guns are playing a significant problem in this. You know, uh, I talked to the police commissioner here, Richard Ross, on Halloween, hours before two kids. Uh, uh, one was 14. I think the other was five. they were shot while trick-or-treating. Um, I, I want to read some t- statistics to you and just get your reaction to them. Uh, and, and then we'll wrap up in a second. Uh, while crime, including murder uh, rates, generally declined in America's 30, uh, 30s, th- excuse me, 30 largest cities in 2017, Philadelphia saw an increase in its homicide rate last year. That's 2017. A total of 315 people were slain here. This year, the city is on track to equal or exceed that total. Nearly 82% of homicides involve firearms, according to the twenty-seven 27- Uh, 2017 data from the city's Department of Public Health. Uh, While most people agree that poverty and gun violence are closely related, Philadelphia is the poorest big city in the country with a poverty rate of 26%. And according to the city's own data set, firearm homicides occur most frequently among residents and lowest income neighborhoods and are the leading cause of death for young non-Hispanic black males. I mean, you know, trying to synthesize and summarize that data, it's the youngest and the poorest of black men in the city that are dying and doing the killing. And in and, mm-hmm. and, and in some ways, knowing that should make it easier for us to target that, right? I mean, we're like we're able to pinpoint exactly what's going on. We know where it's at the poorest neighborhoods. We know who's doing it and who's the victims, not not you know, non-black Hispanic men, or say non-Hispanic black men. And so it's like, wh- why aren't we doing enough to target it? We 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 almost have a laser idea of where the problem is and yet we still tap dance
1: around it yeah and you know until we stop tap dancing until we really tackle it until we really want to you know address the issue then that's what it's going to be a lot of people too scared Floyd. a lot of people too scared to talk about the real issues about what's going on because like i say a lot of people don't want to look at as being a snitch a lot of people don't want to look at it like they're going against the you know the, the police I mean, or they going against their child, or they're going against their friends or their child. They don't want the community to go against them. So it's like, oh, you told on Rah Rah. You know, he killed such and such. Why you do mm. that? Why you do that? What the fuck you man? Why you do that? Because he killed such and such. That's why right. I did they're it. they're more mad <laughs> at the snitch than
0: the person who actually killed them.
1: Exactly, that's what it is, man. They're mad at not the snitch flood. They're mad at the person who did the yeah, right yeah, thing. Yeah, you're
0: right. Let's use that. That's what it that is. You know
1: what I'm saying, not the snitch. Right? They mad at the person who did mm. the right thing. I'm saying, so imagine God forbid somebody do something to my son. Y'all gonna look me in my face and tell me, Y'all know who killed Iggy Raw's son, but you're not Mm. gonna say nothing. Like, come on, man. That's why I say it's about
0: socialization and a value system. Because let's say you get and you bring jobs into the community and you start to, you know, do job skill training. If you can't fix that value system where a person thinks, that they're more angry at the person doing the right thing than the person doing the bad thing, where a person thinks they can cheat, lie, and steal to achieve their dreams rather than work hard like everyone else. It doesn't matter how many jobs you give that person. They're a fucked up individual because they have a fucked up mindset. Exactly. So, I mean, in addition to jobs and all that, you have to change the hearts and minds of people in these communities, and you have to give them a respect of life. They have to value their life before they value someone else's.
1: That's the first step. A lot of people don't value their life because, like I say, they grew up not looking forward to anything mm-hmm. in life. They're not, they're not raised to cherish anything. They're not raised to be human beings in mm-hmm. society. So, you know. I see, like, that's the
0: part that we're not truly understanding. It's like, you know, well, let's go in there and let's talk to these people. Let's, let's get them doing this. Like, but these people don't care about life. They are, in some yep. ways, clinically or emotionally depressed. Right, and 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 not because we don't like to talk about mental health, but to go out and do some of the things that people are doing in these communities, is a mental health issue.
1: It is. We do we discuss that? You know, we had some people who told us as well, like, yeah, you know, I agree. Like you guys are right, but you I mean a lot of people like us, black people. We don't want to say because it's oh, I ain't crazy. Ain't nothing wrong with me. No, it's not that you're crazy. Maybe you have a little issues. Maybe your you know your 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 anger level is is you know higher than someone mm-hmm. else's. You know, I mean, maybe you need to be checked out. See what's going on. It's nothing wrong with being checked out, get mm-hmm. evaluation. And, and you know, a lot of people in the community don't want to deal with it because we don't want to have to label us. We're crazy. Something mm. wrong with us. Right? It's, it's Especially up, though
0: right? for for the young people who who are seeing to your point, who are seeing things in their households that that are traumatizing them, uh, and they're acting out in some ways or they don't feel valued in their home i mean imagine you know and, and not that you have to imagine because you said you've you've lived in some of this or you've seen in some of this but you you grow up in a house where nobody is checking for you nobody cares what you're doing you know, no one's helping with your homework or caring if you have homework they're not you don't feel appreciated you don't feel that your life is valued you're not taught how to appreciate life and how to treat others, that person is being socialized in a way that is anti-life, right? And so when they grow up and they don't have anything and they have to do what they have to do to survive, and so they sell drugs or they engage in something, to them, there's no second thought about feeling guilty for, for killing someone because they're not taught guilt. They're not taught remorse. They're not taught love. They don't have that emotional portfolio that someone else would that grew up in a household where there were some structures and there was some discipline exactly so that's why we that's have to get issue. to a point you know especially for, for from the political from the political standpoint where politicians who want to address violence don't just talk about vi- uh, violence as it as it exists in a vacuum where they say okay we could just stop the, the guns from coming in we can just get harrisburg to pass tougher gun laws I mean, that's bullshit. And that's so intellectually dishonest. It is intellectually dishonest to suggest if we get tougher gun laws, we'll we'll reduce crime in the most poorest of neighborhoods. No, you have to reduce hopelessness.
1: That's what it is. Keyword, Flood. That's all it breaks down to, man. Hopelessness. Why are people killing? Because you want to know why? The issue is this. I have to get rid of you. Because of why? Why Why do I have to get rid of you? Why do I want to kill you so bad? Mm. What do you have? What am I trying to get that you have that I can't get on my own without killing mm. you? Mm-hmm. Those are the issues. So
0: what, where can people, uh, uh, how can people uh, uh, submit their stories for um, murders in Nike Raw? And I'm not going to mention the person's name or the name of the deceased, but there was a funeral yesterday at a big church in Philadelphia. And the the deceased was someone who was clearly loved. It was a huge turnout. And someone said to me, I wish Ikey Raw was here because they he needs to get on this murder and help find out. And it's only been a week. And I was like, well, you know, let the police get a chance. You know I mean, I mean, I was like Batman, I'm like, give, give the police a chance to see if they can solve this. Uh, and if not, yeah, I mean, you know, we can we can put we can put that call out there. I said, but uh, we don't right. want we don't want to circumvent the police. You know, right? he's not a, necessarily hey, a not- private investigator. You know what I mean?
1: And that's what people got to understand, because a lot of people, you know, they'll reach out, like, you know, send them emails and messages and ju- just be like, well, my cousin died. His name such, and such Listen, I am not a detective. I'm not an investigator. I'm not a journalist. I'm not a reporter. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I'm trying to do is help you share the story of your loved one who was murdered. If you have the information about where it happened, that when it happened, that you have pictures of your loved one, let mm-hmm. me know. I will be at Moms Bonded by Grief this Tuesday. Their meeting six p.m. at the Dixon House. That's nineteen twenty South Twentieth Street in South Philadelphia. I'll be there about six p.m. The meeting starts at six. I'll be there about six fifteen or uh, six thirty. So you can come down. I have uh, two mothers that will be there that are going to speak to this Tuesday. Okay. And let me know what's going on. Now the issue is I have people that are also sending stuff to me. Well, I know who did. I'm not, you know, releasing anything publicly. I don't do that. I give the information back to the family. You take the information, you can give it to the authorities. Now, I do have some people who say, honestly, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to. And to be honest with you, there's nothing I can do for you. If you don't want to get involved, I don't want to get right. involved. And that's, the, that's, you know, that's what it is. If I'm standing up here telling people about your loved one, how they were murdered, when they were murdered, and who you think did it, or who the authorities think did it, and I'm showing people's picture and saying people's name. My life is in jeopardy, too, mm-hmm. as well. So you got to understand, I'm not doing this for, you know, no fame, no money. Nobody pays pays me any monetary cash or anything to do this. I'm doing this because I want to mm-hmm. do it. So y'all got to work with me, too. So you if can't you have, the you know, information. Right. And that's, that's the issue. It's, it's like people will be like, oh, can you do this, do this? Yeah, I can, I'm going to help you. I want to assist you. I want to make sure they get the killer. I want to make sure I come to court with you and all that. Every, I don't have a problem mm-hmm. doing that. But you gotta you gotta help me as well. I'm not here. I'm not no, I don't I don't know what people think, but that's I'm not on that tight time. So if you go to the Facebook page, it's unsolved murders in Philly with Ikey Raw. The email address is unsolved Murders in Philly at gmail.com. On Instagram, it's unsolved murders with Philly. No, on Instagram is unsolved murders with Ike Raw on Instagram. Facebook, Unsolved Murders in Philly with Ike Raw. You can message me, you can email me. I'll make an appointment. You can make an appointment, like I said, to meet me on uh, any Tuesday down at the Dixon house. Uh, also go follow the page moms bonded by grief. That's a support group uh, for mothers who've lost their children uh, to violence in the streets. Uh, they meet every Tuesday, at the Dixon house, uh, the founders are Therese McCleary and the co-founder, Ms. Diane Williams. They do a great job with the mothers. So uh, make sure y'all can check them out as well. Hey, I just want
0: to want to echo that, you know, Ike raw and I were at the moms bonded by grief, um, uh, Thanksgiving, you know, kind of potluck, and you know, it's just amazing that these women uh, continue to find joy whenever they can, despite the heartbreak. I mean, we've heard some really harrowing stories there, and uh, these women they get out of bed every day and they go to work, you know, and they and they and they and they serve in their community, and they they're not willing to give up, and they're not willing to be defined by that that one moment. But I will say this: they 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 desperately need and want to see more men. Coming out to these meetings and being involved, mm-hmm. and that's something that they talk about a lot. And so, you know, just to wrap it up, Ike, uh, I want to give you a, a give you a chance to give a call to action to the men on, on why it's important to participate in groups like Mamas Bonded by Grief or assist in movements like you're doing, or or to even start their own in their community.
1: Right? Yeah, that's that's. I'm, I'm glad you said that as well, Flo. i um, just yesterday I was at, like I said, I was at the event yesterday for Um Chihara, uh Fortune. The only men were there were me and Makia Capers, mm-hmm. the house was full of women it was the rest mm-hmm. of women and you know the, the issue is this Flood. a lot of men these women aren't having the, these children mm-hmm. alone they have mm-hmm. fathers now all these fathers aren't in prison all these fathers aren't dead for whatever reason and i go back to what i say all the time there's no reason for any man to not take care of your children take responsibility i don't care if the baby mom Said that you used to mess with crannies. <laughs> I don't care if she's flat. You can't your say tires. crannies. Like I don't.
0: am oh, sorry. Well,
1: well, I know what I mean. I'm. I'm just saying. Like it doesn't matter because a lot of dudes. Oh, I ain't fucking with yeah, that bitch. So yeah. what? If she don't want to be with you, she don't want to be with you. But they still your mm-hmm. children. You got. That's why I always say that because you you got guys who have children live two, three mm-hmm. blocks from them, and you know what your son doing. You see the crowd he hang with. You get the call, but even the people telling you, and you still not being in your son's life because. The mom is with another dude. So what? That's still your mm-hmm. son. Like that man, that man really, some dudes really can't chastise your son or want to be in your son's life, especially if they know you alive, you right around the mm-hmm. corner. Like, come on, mm-hmm. man, wake the fuck mm-hmm. up. Like, this is your child. Like, come on, man. So that plays a big part in it, man. Men, y'all need to start coming out. Stop just posting shit on social media talking about we be concerned about the violence. Fuck all that social media shit. The killers is happening in the streets. Ain't nobody dying on Facebook and Instagram and all this shit. They down in the streets, So we need to get back in the streets like we do. I don't publicize my shit. Like I said, anybody want to reach out and come in the streets with me, talk to the niggas At well, I mean, nah, whatever, you at nighttime, <laughs> you
0: know what
1: I'm saying? And I mean, that's what I do because that's what is going on. You know like Before it, we go, I also
0: want to just mention, you know, to your point, if you can also speak to just what you saw, it was a couple of weeks ago, you and I were hanging out. We spent the whole day together. We went to this vigil for a young boy, he was like 15 or 16 years old in South Philly, I can't remember, I don't remember his name, but he was shot and killed I think by another, you know, young man, um, and the scene was different there. At that vigil, you saw a lot of men, particularly a lot of boys that were coming out and you spit some, you know, real, I mean, you were coming from the heart there, but it was different because that was something that that's, you know, when we would go to support groups or, or we go to these mostly vigils or they have these events at City Hall, you see a lot of mothers. But at this visual for this young boy, you see a lot of sons and a lot of boys, and I've noticed that. And a lot of visuals, it's always the kids' friends that are out there, mostly boys. But these boys, they only go to the visuals and then you don't really see them involved in anything. They don't. They don't come out to the groups. They don't come out to the marches. They don't. How do you? How do you get those boys that are out there for the young kid that was out there uh, at at twenty fourth uh, and past young to, to to care enough to mobilize into something?
1: Well. We got to let them know that retaliation is not the answer. You brought it up, Flood. They're not thinking about mobilizing and protesting them because they're thinking about getting whoever killed Mm -hmm. him. That's the thing. That's why you're seeing a lot of men out there, a lot of – because – they know what the fuck going on, so they like, sometimes they come out there to see who's mm. who, who's coming around, who knows what. Like we know what the fuck going on, man. So that's why you don't see you see the women because the women grieve. Yeah, the women can't be the tough guy being out there and go grab a gun and go kill the motherfucker who killed their son. They depressed. They are grieving. They going through that shit. Like you know what I'm saying. So if they have other sons and they know who killed their son, nine times out of ten they going to go try to rectify that situation which is a bad thing and that's why it's a domino Mm. effect like i said earlier Mm -hmm. you get a killing on 16th street two days later you get a killing on 18th Mm -hmm. street we know what the Mm -hmm. fuck going on so men stop just coming up to the candlelight and the balloon release try to see who's Mm -hmm. who come out before that shit happened when y'all know these young boys going through this shit y'all hear what's going on go out there bring them together talk see what's going on y'all never know even if we say one life that's one life one mother we ain't got to worry about all night right fun. and it's just
0: about not being scared of these kids because I think we forget the fact these are children these are teenagers doing this yeah, shit. these can, are children
1: 14 look at all summer 14 15 all summer through the fall 14 15, that's why I wanted to do mm-hmm. the walk before the kids went mm-hmm. back to school remember mm-hmm. I said so many kids dying flood where's these kids getting these guns from they're Getting them for these dumbass mm. men, these dumbass men who was who was pussies when they was in the streets. Y'all ain't never shoot nobody when y'all was in the streets. So, why the fuck is y'all letting these kids shoot? They tell me, man? man, the fuck right? up. Yeah, y'all pussies, man. I tell them all the time, y'all pussies, man. Y'all pussies, man. Y'all know what y'all do. Y'all ain't selling drugs. I was even yesterday, a lady was talking. Her son got killed, uh, July 16th. I forgot her said name. He got killed. She said, it's grown men. She said, it's 40, 50-year-old men out here selling drugs with these kids, thinking this shit mm. is cool. That shit is not cool. Y'all niggas are suckers, man. Y'all wash the fuck up, man. Leave these kids alone. Go get a fucking life. That's what no, no women want, y'all, because y'all 40, 50 years old, say on the fucking corner, selling DVDs <laughs> and trying to sell drugs and all that shit. Get your fucking life together, man. Y'all part of the fucking problem, man. Y'all piece of shit. <laughs> fuck these men, man. A lot of these fucking men in this city, man, they full of shit, man. Wow. Wow. Well, tell me how you really feel. Oh <laughs> nah, man, this should make me the fuck mad. Just like you say, flood. They do it cause I, cause I remember now. Which, I remember the joint you talking about now. Like it was all them yeah. dudes out there and all that shit, talking all this bullshit. But you can see when the shit go down, where the fuck mm. y'all at? at and, and the after effect when these moms is asking y'all, "Who killed my son?" Where the fuck y'all at? Y'all know who did it? Y'all niggas ain't mm. gangster. Fuck out of mm. here, man. And and that go, I'm not just saying the shit. Y'all know I ain't just saying this on those on no podcast. You niggas see me in the streets and all that. Like if y'all want to say keep Raw, well, how can we help you? How- that's the problem. It's not about helping me. I'm trying to help the right. kids. It's not about me. We got to help the right. kids.
0: Children are our future. Is and Philadelphia and other places, Chicago, but but Philadelphia particularly because violence has has gone down in in other cities, in other big cities, but but Philadelphia it hasn't. In Baltimore it hasn't. And so we got to take care of home first. You know what I mean? And uh, we we got to yeah, care man. because if 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 Philadelphia continues on the road that it is. Uh, these young people don't have much to look forward
1: to. And they did go to jail. They broke. They ain't got no fucking money. You're in jail for the rest of your life. You're begging for soups. You're trying to do sexual favors to other men that have been in jail for years because you're trying to eat. It's fucked up. See, they don't tell you about mm. that part. They're not going to tell you that. But then when you leave, and if you're fortunate enough to leave out the jail and you leave a lifer, the lifer going to tell you a working man ain't a mm. sucker. You're not a sucker because you got a job. So don't make the mistake like me being in jail for the rest of your fucking life, dumb young nigga. So once y'all get it the fuck together, man, I don't, don't listen to these motherfuckers telling y'all, yeah, go shoot him, go sell these drugs, do this and that. Guns and drugs don't mix. If you're selling drugs, sell your drugs. Once you put that gun on your hip with the drugs, you know nine times out of ten you're going to get yeah. into something. Fortunately, a motherfucker like me made it out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us don't make it
0: out. And you clearly, you feel like you made it out because you had a larger purpose to serve and you're fulfilling that
1: i guess I don't, I don't know why that's why i keep saying i don't know like i want the jail come home from jail i'm like yo i can't i gotta i gotta have kids i gotta get a house i gotta i gotta do shit mm-hmm. i can't just be out here and this bullshit like it made. Mm-hmm. so that's what it was man well i Raw, well, give your
0: twitter and facebook information again one more time
1: on twitter at ikey raw one nine seven seven instagram at north philly ikey raw uh the instagram for the unsolved murders is unsolved murders with ikey raw or instagram on Facebook is Unsolved Murders of Philly with Ike Raw on Facebook regular Ike Raw page I-K-E-Y-R-A-W. uh YouTube Ike Raw TV TV. and on the um, Anchor app it's a uh, Raw Talk with Ike Raw I'll be back on the podcast some people have hit me up talking about some of the podcast but I'll get back to that in a minute just a lot going on so
0: Absolutely and and the city is, is the you know there's so many people who are thankful for what you're doing Ike and are proud of you I'm one of them Um, And I'm always cheering you on and just just, you know, I've seen what you've done in a year and a half can only imagine what you're going to do at the two year mark at the two and a half year mark. So just stick to it. Uh, You can follow me across social media at Flood the Drummer. That's Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Flood the Drummer. Um, Subscribe to the Drumming for Justice podcast wherever you enjoy your podcast. Leave a five star review on the Apple podcast app and also consider donating to the drumming for justice or the raw talk with ike raw podcast is an option to monetize and to send a monthly donation on anchor if you enjoy the content we're doing if you enjoy the drumming for justice movement if you believe in the drumming for justice movement if you enjoy the unsolved murders with ike raw movement if you believe in what he's doing consider sending a monthly pledge to keep that work alive uh and i think i think that's it so for ike raw i'm flood the drummer until next time i'm drumming for justice